This is Detroit Talk City. Welcome to Detroit Talk City, the refuge for KISS Army deserters, defectors, and draft dodgers. I am your host, Scott Malone. With me, as always, he's back, is the enigmatic uh, Christopher Cook. Hey, Scott. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Great. Yeah. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's uh-huh. like that Stained song, you know, not to, not for us to like, bite the style of another podcast, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and this episode, even, we, it's, it's our first one to break away from the two-week format. Yes. Because our lives have been chaos the last little while. Totally, yeah. It's been a tricky little run. Um, I mean, let's let's get into it. We mm-hmm. might as well just start playing catch-up. But before we do that, um, we will be talking about uh, Gene Simmons' 1978 solo album in depth and detail. Uh. And, and, of course, before we do that, I'm going to throw out our social media where you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Talk City, uh, DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com or join our Facebook group. Uh, all that. Mm-hmm. All that. Anyway, uh, enough of that shit. Um, yeah, let's. <laughs> yeah, we 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 tried to record. God, what what was it like? This is probably the fourth fourth scheduling we've done for yeah. this episode. Yeah. Um, which shouldn't have actually been too surprising, considering, like, you're just freshly back from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, it feels fresh to me because I mean, I've I've seen you a couple times in the last couple days, but. Like when I, I I picked you up from the airport mm-hmm. and like I was like man <laughs> you have been through the ringer <laughs> yeah uh, I know everybody loves to hear about my health issues yeah it's a, uh, it's a part of the show now so, it's, a, it's a segment uh, while I was in Vancouver uh, the show I worked on was amazing it was so much fun uh, in the uh, the Stanley Theater which is on Davie Street in Vancouver it fits I think capacity is 650 mm. and so we had between 3 and 500 usually a night sometimes a few more than that so the show was just incredible it That's was amazing. so much fun to work on and we're doing it here in Edmonton uh, starting in January which will be great um it's nice to take a month off though cuz since uh the week of the opening of the show so during tech week when you're doing 12 hour days in the theater I had the worst gout attack that I've ever had in my life. Yeah, like just seeing like photos or, or just like getting like like little bit of updates. Oh on yeah, you. just like just like like fully like with a cane. Like or oh just, yeah, I just like uh, I I I'll see about putting some pictures up on the website of just like my foot ballooned to like this huge size. It's because when you when you get a gout attack, you want to get on the medication right away. But I couldn't get into a doctor until the following day right so i had this fucking cane and somehow i managed to go on stage and not limp i had a cane off stage and then went on stage would walk fine and then get off stage and it would hurt so fucking bad that's beautiful adrenaline just caught me through it i know i know exactly what you're talking about because Mm -hmm. i i used to have um somewhat similar thing where like um in my my old band that i would play and i would throw myself around mm-hmm. like crazy like meaning like i would like f- you know fly on my on my knees you know just like on just like the the hard stage mm-hmm. and as soon as like the show would be done i would just be like you know almost in tears like <laughs> in so much pain but uh, but but during the show it's like not mm-hmm. nothing else matters you know yeah. you get you get through it but now still like it's been 
probably over oh, well over a month since the attack and my toe still bugs me if i'm doing certain things like a lunge or something because right. it's arthritis so i and I, I it was so bad that i may have done permanent damage to my toe <laughs> but, but but the art man yeah the art but don't worry folks I, i'm going to see a new doctor and uh we're going to get this gout Oh, yeah. Wraps. Okay. So it's not even the gout, which I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm talking to someone from like the Civil War or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but then combine that with like, oh. didn't like, didn't your entire cast like get like, like, oh, like we, sick? There with... was a sickness that got passed around, but I also got strepococcal tonsillitis, which is just strep throat. But when you have tonsils, it invades the tonsils, which like, I still don't feel 100%. <laughs> totally. It's like, it's insane. As a 32 year old man, that I, I like I feel like I live a pretty healthy life. I work out, I try to eat healthy. Uh I have vices. But, sure. but god damn it. No, I know. Like, I I do. I have the illnesses of like some of somebody in the eighteenth century. Yeah. Just like an old royal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're not talking about uh, George Brett here. Mm-hmm. Um But for once I'm not the only one who's had health issues. This, which is, this I feel I I'm sorry that you've had health issues, but it also makes me feel like I have company in. Nah, in, no, no, it's the more. It, yeah, it's more like just like this grisly reminder. Like, yeah, I've had like some major stomach stuff recently, and yeah, like we've canceled like m- like multiple uh, podcast recordings. Um, but here we are. You know, yeah. I think we're we're gonna make it. Oh yeah, uh, we're at least making this episode. And I think I told you about it. Both of my sisters had horrific yes! accidents while I was away too. Of course, my like family fuck, just like man. falling apart. My oldest sister uh, was taking her, uh, one of her horses out of a horse trailer, and a piece broke off and snapped her in the face and broke her orbital bone. And nearly destroyed her eyes. She still doesn't know if she's going to have vision back. She has to go to like a specialist in Ottawa Jesus. for reconstructive surgery. And my other sister works at a zoo, and a ram butt-headed her leg and broke her fucking tibia. I forgot right, about the ram Right thing. below the like where the tibia holds the knee in place. So now she has plates. Like my family, it's just we don't die. We get horribly hurt. <laughs> I mean, it's a testament, I suppose, you know, like yeah. uh, that um, that immune system is one hell of yeah. a thing. Because if if if, it, if we truly were living through Civil War times, we would be gone. Oh, I'd like, be, we'd, like, we'd be way, way oh, over. I probably would have died in ch- like in, as a child. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But it's just been, yeah, it's been a weird couple months. Like it, speaking of my family, just a lot of like injuries and surgeries. Mm-hmm. Once again, thank Christ we live in Canada because... Other Absolutely. than other than loss of income for not working, hasn't costed us anything. Cost us anything. There's a little bit of money for. It hasn't costed us anything either. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> hasn't costed us nothing. No, remember we're in Canada. That's right. where if you're gonna do a hacky accent, it needs to be more like where you say like a boot. Oh yeah, it hasn't costed us nothing. Oh eh? sure, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Weren't we just like, you know, lamenting seeing Don Cherry on the TV? What a fucking asshole he is yeah. and how, how he somehow represents us this is and... one thing that i've i've wondered and maybe our listeners can reach out to us about it about how canadian we sound because yeah. it drives me nuts when i hear 
this stereotype that and like the jokey stuff that you hear from comedians like whatever it's not it's hacky anyways mm-hmm. but when you see actual canadians speaking like that it drives me fucking nuts the people who drop into their aboots and everything is oh yeah yeah well like i i, I completely agree and it probably is um symptomatic of us maybe not hanging out with um people that lean into that but like i certainly know that like working in like construction as i do there are Mm -hmm. a lot of people where it's just like it's like it's like the race to the bottom you know i guess there there is one circumstance where i do somewhat speak that way and that's when i when i play hockey Uh aha yeah like our 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 country's pastime and it's just because it's it's phrases you're like (laughs) Yeah, can you think? Can you think of one uh, right now? Come on, boys! Oh, it's a lot of boys. Hurry, 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 hard! Hurry, hurry, b- boys! Uh, wheels, wheels, wheels! Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, and it's it's. I would say mostly the boys, boys. It's such a Canadian boys. Sure, yeah. Come on, boys! Yeah. And it is as Canadian as fuck as it can be outside right now. Like the. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that snowfall that we had recently. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, it was a record. It was a foot in a day, a foot of snow in a day. Where it's just like life is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and know? much like everywhere in North America, if the weather changes a little bit, nobody remembers how to drive. It's it's not it's never because uh, every region you go to, whenever the weather changes, people are like, everybody, what happened? We know how to drive. What happened, everybody? And totally. it's everywhere. People yeah. just, as soon as things change a little bit, people just go to shit. Well, yeah. And, and like, you wonder, like, how does that happen? But I mean, like, I've, I've been on the receiving end. Like, I've done it myself. But then it's like, you know, you see this, like, record snowfall. And then you just see, like, multiple, like, trucks, like, jackknifed. Like, 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 it, it probably just has something it goes to talk about, like, just the way that our economy works where we all have to drive everywhere and how our brains just turn off when you have to commute right. for two hours a day you to get through that to re- regain your sanity you somewhat have to check out and may and that's probably we've we've solved the problem about bad drivers right here on this podcast oh yeah and once again folks, don't worry we will be getting we'll be into gene simmons solo album from 1978 if we have to because i would ra- rather not um because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because like for real like i don't i don't remember like that that last episode that we recorded it was in september it's now um december december the 9th Mm um uh and we had all that time to listen to that album Mm -hmm. and i could barely stomach it once and then like i it was like it was like i was back in like like high school or something like that, like cramming for like, you know, like final exams or something like that, where like I, I listened to Gene's album like six times a day. It's like, all right. Well, I'm... Get it over with. I'm very happy that to report that in my two months away from the show in Vancouver, didn't listen to Kiss once. <laughs> Not a single time. Though, uh, well, yeah, technically didn't list. I did listen to Ace Fraley on the Never Not Funny podcast. Yeah, I still haven't listened to that yet. It's very cool. Very great. He, yeah. He's he's aloof as you would expect, yeah. but he's a very sweet, sweet man. Right, as opposed to like Peter. I don't know. Well, I don't know. 
just just a, a, every quote I ever read from from Peter's book is just like insane, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sure that I blame the guy because you know you're dealing with you well, know and well Ace I think Ace used to be more but he also had he and Peter both had very significant substance abuse yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah, and Whereas Ace like, was pretty upfront about it how he just doesn't remember a lot of things from back then because yeah. he was fucked up all the time. Yeah. And like somehow like pretty recently, like I guess, like Ace and Gene are back on good terms and Yeah, they be, they were writing together. Yeah, in fact. So so since we um last recorded, uh Kiss has announced their um well, I think it's called End of the Road uh tour. I think so. Something It's something like that. that. Yeah. Um I can't be bothered to look it up. But um I'm sure, like, like now that, like, kind of, like, Ace is, like, in Gene's good graces, like, Ace is for sure going to make mm-hmm. an appearance on that tour. Oh, I, yeah. You know, at, at some point. Well, and it was crazy, because I think I remember from the conversation that the two of them never really wrote together before. Right. So this, them coming together to write songs now is just something completely new, hmm. which is kind of beautiful. Wow! Yeah, if only really? if only we weren't dealing with such a monstrous figure. Well, like, that's like, a, like, that's uh, a perfect segue into there's some breaking, breaking news. news. <laughs> totally, totally. Why don't you and, why don't clue, clue, clue well, everyone I, in? Uh, I wish I would have pulled up the article before we started, but basically, in the most unsurprising development of the Me Too era, Gene Simmons has sexual assault and groping allegations against him. And this was, was it just one woman? And I'm sure... Might have been a second one. You know what? I guarantee they'll just start start coming out. Because it was at one of the openings of his Rock and Brews restaurants where he apparently <laughs> grabbed this, in a Trump-like fashion, grabbed this woman. Oh, yeah. And wasn't it like just like, was, like she said, I yeah, described the, the like, like is, full hand yeah, over the full, her vagina? The, yeah. the quote was covering it completely. Like, what the fuck is that? I, it's that, so, is, that is weird. And it's so specific that it's just like, yeah... Right, it's like it's like Harvey Weinstein and like jerking off into the plant thing, yeah. you know, like where, of course this is of course this is true, you know, like it's the whole thing with with the Me Too thing, and it's absolutely something we should abide by is like you know believe women, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I I believe I believe that woman. Yeah, it's <laughs> I wish like, I didn't have to. It's like there's there's also out right now Neil deGrasse Tyson has oh yeah some, like, allegations against him. The, those are the ones where it's like, ooh, I want to believe the women, but like. Yeah, let's have a let's yeah. investigate it. But like when you hear it's Gene Simmons, it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like how did this not Was already she get sixteen? <laughs> yeah, well, she's a woman, so you know, yeah, it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah. And then I guess on a, uh, I mean, it, it's 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 a weird uh, a confluence of uh, events happening just when we're, we happen to be recording this episode, but uh, apparently Jean's mother died last mm-hmm. night, too, at the age of 93, mm-hmm. which, you know, nobody wants nope. you know, to hear that. I mean, but that is certainly a full life, you know. You totally. Can, I mean, we should all be so lucky. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, it's all the shit we say about Jean. That's awful. That's really bad. Jean, I'm sorry about that. Come yeah. on the show. Come on We'd love sh- to have you. <laughs> Especially after what is going to happen in the second half of this episode. Indeed. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I uh, I kind of, um, I told you uh, in, our, in our personal lives recently that um, I was subjected to um, 
hearing some one of Gene Simmons' uh, audiobooks, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which was one of the most awful things I've ever heard in my life. And uh, and he narrates it himself. He does. He does it himself. Does he stop every couple sentences being like, that's good? <laughs> well, no. He says every couple of sentences, like, now I'm speaking in broad strokes right now. It's like, no shit. <laughs> like, where are you getting your fucking information? I don't know. Um, I'm sorry to say that it will be an assignment one day. Yeah, but, we uh, just got yeah. a sneak peek yeah. to some chaos that's going to happen <laughs> you have, down the road. You have, you have no idea. Oh, you, you, you You have no idea. Oh. Like, where it's like, even like the jokes about, like, oh, hey, Gene, come on the show is more like... I don't know if I want to be around this guy. <laughs> like, like he's that he's that disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so whatever. Um anyway, um before we uh take a break and, and get into that, is there anything else that uh I guess I guess I'll I'll give an update on mm-hmm. my uh Stuff over the last few months. I guess the the biggest thing is that I, I took a trip down to California. Right. Yes. I, I had mentioned on the show that uh, I was gonna go down to uh uh, Cal Jam, uh, which was pretty incredible uh, thing to have to have gone to to the point where it's like I want to kind of like maybe try to make it like a yearly thing so long as like the lineup is as good as it was because I saw the Foo Fighters, including a Nirvana reunion, <laughs> which was I don't know I got to witness rock history I guess with mm-hmm. like and uh, John McCauley from from Deer Tick sang and then he sang like three songs and then. Uh, Joan Jett came out and did like Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, with Nirvana, you know? And it was like, okay, <laughs> cool. And like, as soon as the show ended, like, like it was, it was unbelievable. Like, it's just started like pouring rain. Didn't rain the entire day. It was overcast mm. the entire day. So it was just nice, warm weather. Um, it was a pretty magical thing. I got to see, um, Iggy Pop, mm-hmm. finally, who was number one on my on my bucket list, so that was cool. And I don't know, Tenacious D and fucking Mets, and it was mm-hmm. it was just like a magical time. You know? That's so awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. And so, was it was it just it was just the one day, two days, two days, two days. Yeah, the first night was uh, headlined by Billy Idol, mm-hmm. actually, which was great. You know, why not? <laughs> Well, it was very much a why not <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I uh, and this was like right when the NHL season started, so I decided, like, ah, fuck it. I, I have an LA Kings jersey. I like. I decided to like wear that on like the, the first night and like all night long. It's just like getting like high fives. Like, how are we down? We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like ah, the fucking sharks. Because <laughs> if like, really, what player is your jersey? Uh, Gretz. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, it's a sweet ass jersey, but it was it was kind of fun to like be in California and like kind of like almost like cosplay as like a California mm-hmm. hockey fan, you know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then beyond that, I still had like several days in California where I went back to uh favorite place in the world, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, which Christy mm-hmm. and I have been to multiple times mm-hmm. over the years and uh you know. That's a fucking great place. And I went to a midnight showing of a movie, which I won't reveal yet because it will be my uh, my recommendation later. Um, but uh, yeah, love you, California. Anyway, <laughs> and now we're in the and now <laughs> the darkest, saddest part of Edmonton's yeah, year. We're, yeah, we're in the armpit of hell right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, anything else? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any more. Before the show, we went over our list of things yeah. we want to talk about. I think we kind of hit. We had a rip-roaring uh, night at a... Uh, you hosted right. karaoke my, a couple nights ago. My karaoke hosting at the Grindstone Theater here in Edmonton, which is great comedy theater bar in uh, near White Ave, which was one of the main yeah. avenues in Edmonton. And there was only like a dozen people there or something oh, like that. Oh, at most. Yeah. And maybe three or four of them were singing. So right. It was so, just, yeah. It I, was, had, I ended up being able to sing like six or seven yeah, songs. It was <laughs> us and a few friends just hanging out. Getting, I, I took a cab home, which I don't. Like I generally, I generally have a couple drinks when I host karaoke, but it was just friends, so I got drunk. It was yeah. great. Yeah, and uh, your lovely partner Beth uh, joined us and mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, we're all drinking. <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna take a cab." Yeah, so. but it was uh, it was such a fun time. I'm glad to be back doing that. And for once in my life, doing karaoke isn't a stressful, shitty thing. Right, which is nice. And I don't, I'm not doing it because I need money. I'm doing it because it's fun and I can get a little money. <laughs> totally. Go and mm. get some. Anyway, uh, I think that, that should do us. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we're about to get into something truly remarkable. Yeah, remarkable. Mm-hmm. That's a great word um, for it. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to take a, a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to be discussing uh, one of the four Kiss solo albums, this one being specifically our buddy Gene Simmons. We'll be right back. Louder! You want some more? And we're back. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) People at home don't know, but Chris and I were just having a little fun with counting down, coming back in, and it's all it's all very funny. Oh, hilarious. Especially after the fact. (laughs) Yeah. All right, it. so Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, 1978, yes, so, solo album. Yeah, um, I guess I might as well give like a little bit of uh, backstory because this is not just going to be a tale of um, a singular album. Uh, the elephant in the room is that this is one of four albums. Mm-hmm. Um, for some crazy reason, they... Not only decided they being Kiss uh, and Casablanca Records, they not they decided to release four albums simultaneously in September of 1978, which all shipped platinum, meaning a million in mm-hmm. the United States. And I believe it's been told that, uh, or the big joke is that they've shipped back more than they <laughs> than, than they did out to uh, to to consumers. So there's probably boxes of these albums somewhere in the world just that they're probably like warped by now mm-hmm. actually it's funny um that reminds me um back in the day i was gifted this album on vinyl um and but it was a warped copy now warping meaning um it was like left by like a radiator or something like that oh so. not from not from overplay <laughs> not from overplay no i can't imagine what scenario that is although i do i do have this uh this magazine right here, which somehow has like, I don't know, like twenty pages worth of like special features. Uh, maybe just describe to the listeners what that magazine is. Yeah, it's called Rock Candy. <laughs> um, with and it's got like a like a stamp on it where it says for those who were raised on rock. Um, it's the June slash July July twenty eighteen. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and no, it even says on on the cover the solo albums uncovered, fourteen pages. Ooh, yeah. 
so clearly like they're not being like evenly distributed uh, between um albums but uh that's something that we'll address when we uh touch on <laughs> the, the next albums to come um so what do we think of this album i might as well get let's us... well let's start off with how we're introduced to this album with radioactive radioactive now this has got to be like easily the best song on the album oh right? yeah, yeah yeah like the one where it's like kind of kiss ish and uh-huh. i could i could see that and this very much is like to me 70s rock kiss like i this song gets stuck in my, has gotten stuck in my head and I haven't hated myself for it being stuck in my head. Yeah, I mean, you hate yourself for other reasons. Like but. this, this start is—it's impressive, I mean, actually. It's—it's it's good. If they kept doing this in the album, and it was like if it was the Demons album like this, right? Like, yeah, like right conceptually, like going off of that radioactive, like that kind of like monster movie, or just like, like like something type thing. instead of this fucking chaos that is this album, just going jumping around everywhere and just it had to have been so, like baffling to people back then it's like, so like, overly produced in some in, in so many parts of it just, where it's like this weird like beatles pastiche all yeah. the time yeah it, so many of the songs remind me of uh, a day in the life beatles song right and this this just sounds like kiss this is yeah Gene sounds good. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like they wrote the lyrics the day of. It's just really a, cl- a kiss classic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, perfectly, perfectly competent yeah. uh, rock music. I have no complaints about that song. And it, so it starts the album off in like a fairly positive direction. Totally. Like if it would have gone down that path the entire time, we'd probably be, I don't know singing its praises as opposed to like playing something like what immediately follows with burning up with fever oh yeah which is just <laughs> that I beginning is so fucking wait for this weird. wait for this lovely i don't even think i ever noticed oh that. yeah <laughs> after the first like three bits of guitar doodling gene goes lovely so like i don't even like dislike this like this almost kind of reminds me of like yeah ted nugent or something like that like but 70s ted nugent but it's um it's where where we get into the start the uh the sing-along portion is what i've been calling it would that be the chorus or like or uh the chorus and what it what it the song closes out on too just yeah. with like the almost choral this so this is one of several songs on the record that um, I was struck by um, it really reminded me of meatloaf <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like, I get that yeah like as in like the album tracks on bad out of hell or mm-hmm. you know with like those soulful like sultry singers coming on for something pretty boneheaded and you know i don't know dumb as rocks actually yeah and it just yeah the the song and it's, it's like so much of this album that 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 burning up with fever is just a nothing song it's that and it and it really drags like yeah. like 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 they like they they go through that chorus 
over and mm-hmm. over and over at the end. Yeah. So it's again, if that song somehow makes like let's say let's say that there is like um in an alternate universe there's only one album that's made mm-hmm. of these four albums. You know, you're gonna take the best ten, maybe twelve yeah. songs from all of them. Does that make it? Probably not. And it certainly isn't going to be stretched out the way that it is no. because you got to f- fucking fill that wax, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like you need to have enough enough time mm-hmm. filled for it. And that's just bound to happen when there's like upwards of 40 songs so that you're releasing th- at the same time, not with your normal band. So I think you stumbled upon what we need to do after we finish these four albums uh-huh. review is to make Ooh. one album out of the four. Yeah. To see if we have enough. There's enough songs. Yeah. Like okay, spoiler alert, everyone. Like the the our, the initial idea was to do all four solo albums straight, and we're just we're just not gonna do that. No, it's if it, it get too samey, too boring. Like these like these suck. This you know? this <laughs> album it, really it, it it tried it tried me. You know, yeah. Like as I say, we had over two months to prepare for this, and I could I could barely stomach listening to it once. Yeah, and it's. I've just been trying to compare my dislike for it compared to the other Kiss albums that I I haven't liked, and it's I think what what gets me with this is is my clearly established appreciation of seventies Kiss that this spits in the face right. of my appreciation. Yeah, because yeah, um, I mean, you and I are both like big like 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 Beatles fans, you know, like. And yet, that's not what I'm looking for when I want to listen to Gene Simmons. Like, this is, like, some super Beatles-y shit. This is See You Tonight, track three. Yeah. Well, and they even do... I'm not sure if it's this song, but there's even, like, very, like, Beatles harmonies. But I'm pretty sure it's Gene doing both voices on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, yeah. um, oh, that that does uh, remind me, actually, um, an interesting tidbit about this album is it does feature um, several guest musicians on it. Um, by far, like from what I read about every album, like like the the coolest um, collaborators on it. Um, my main man, Joe Perry of Aerosmith. Oh, really? um, he plays on Radioactive and another track as well. It's also got uh, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick. Uh, Cher is on. Uh, a track I, I I'm not sure which one I would assume mm-hmm. one of those uh, meatloaf sounding ones mm-hmm. um, would it be burning up with fever Jesus I don't yeah I don't know yeah that's yeah. that good on you Gene that's, that's well Gene dated Cher for a bit mm-hmm. in, in the 70s oh right I did know that yeah, yeah. before she dated that dated that plumber right didn't she get in people did like she, was she like, with a plumber? It was with a dude that had like a blue collar job, and tabloids destroyed her for it. Like they would talk shit about him. Like really? Yeah, it was really really weird. So when know. so so like because uh, she was with Sonny Bono, she was mm-hmm. also with Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers. Mm-hmm. At one point, they got they had some fucked up marriage. Um, hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know enough about it. It says I and I'm probably getting it wrong, so please correct us. Listeners, if you know more about the love life of Cher. <laughs> this is important. Uh-huh. Uh, what song I want to listen to. Let's. Can we jump ahead to Man of a Thousand Faces? That's the one I was thinking of myself, actually. Okay, so. Um, this is a frustrating one. I, I love the subject matter. 
it's Lon Chaney, you know, the man of a thousand faces, you know, who um, played the Wolfman. Um, you know, Gene clearly has some um, love for like classic like horror film and stuff like that, as as is shown in you know, uh-huh. Radioactive and this. Um, and it's kind of like almost like a sweet like ballad, you know, about like you know about Lon Chaney, you know. So I, I appreciate that, but then I just hate Gene Simmons so much. Yeah. So. Well, it's like this. This is the most Beatles, Beatlesy, totally of of. Yeah, like, the, the like this sounds like it could be on, on the White Album yeah. or something. Yeah. It's just, when it gets into, like, it's after one of the choruses. When he starts screaming, I'm the man. I'm the man. It's probably the most apt Gene song that we've listened to. Where it's, like, you squandered any goodwill, like, that could, like, come from the subject matter and, like, the sound that you, you're cultivating by, by just ending the song by screaming, I'm the man, over and over again. And, like, the production, the song... I think in a different context, this song could be, there's something to it, but it's just, it's this jumping around with so much of this album that I just, I don't know, maybe it's expectations that I'm, that are fucking up everything. Maybe I mean, like, I mean, certainly there's, um, there, all expectations are, are absolutely shattered, uh, with, um, well, how we close the album out. This is so bizarre that this exists. When I the first time listening to the record, I was listening at the gym, and <laughs> I saw I saw that track listing at the bottom. I was like, "There's no way it's like it has to just be like, the same title." Like, it's there's not- yeah, it's no way. And then this is playing, and like I stood there laughing at a squat rack, <laughs> just like dumbfounded. He has almost this Tom Waitsy quality it's, to him in this song. It's a bizarre. Like he's, a, a, he sounds good. He, okay, so he sounds fine. I think actually, like I actually think he could sound better. Like it's almost like yet again really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like because when you you hear his voice on the rest of the album, it can be like produced well. I don't know. It's like. You're gonna go all the way with fucking making this. Like, make it as good as possible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He shows great uh, range and control in this song, I will show. I will say. Is it fair to say that this is your favorite song? Oh, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Because I admit, when I first heard it, I immediately thought, like, this is one for Chris. (laughs) It's, It's fair. Uh, no, uh, go back one to miss to uh, see you in your dream- see you in your dreams. Um, I just want to. Other than radioactive, this one to me seemed like it would fit in in a Kiss okay album. And this is another one I believe it's got the kind of like again like the the, the female backing vocals yeah. on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Maybe I'll skip ahead here. Yeah. Again, reminds me of Meatloaf. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't mind this song. Yeah, because and it's like, and this fits to, into like my idea of if Gene Simmons is going to have a solo album. Song "See You in Your Dreams" totally fits. Right, it's mm-hmm. like 
this this fits his persona. This I mean, like like nightmares qualify as dreams, right? Absolutely, they Because yeah. <laughs> certainly he's um, he's a haunting figure, and maybe not in the way that he's uh, maybe yeah. maybe wanting to be. Um, another Beatlesy one, Mister Make Believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just again more like Beatles pastiche kind of thing. Kind of surprisingly tender. Um, but then also, like, who cares? You know? You haven't, like, earned any of this, like... No. Sincerity or any of this, like, like me, like me, me caring about this. It's very... And there's something about having acoustic songs like this with such simple guitar. Like, it's... It's very, um, it's actually very, like, 70s, like, AM gold kind of, kind of thing. Like, soft rock. Yeah. There's probably, like, like, this album probably has the most stuff on it that would, like, have fit on, like, Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know. Dynasty being such a mixed bag itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, um... I suppose we should probably mention, um, to, to give a little bit of context for um, uh, this album's release, this came out the same year that uh, Kiss's infamous movie, uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, came out. That came out in May of 1978, and this these albums came out in September. So they were, like, simultaneously, like, the biggest that they ever were, while also being, like, the most, like, walking punchline, like, mm-hmm. of, of, like, the 70s uh, at that time. Um, and I, when we watched Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy that one, man. That's yeah. got, that's gonna be a is it a, just a case of like overexposing themselves? Do you think? Well, no, it... that movie is <laughs> fucking unwatchable. <laughs> well, we're gonna watch it. No, I and I have wa- I've watched it once. There there are some parts that are just awesome. Like, um, I've 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 probably discussed like brought it up on the show, but uh, like Ace was so fucked up on coke at the time, like he for whatever reason decided that he was not going to speak like human English. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he, <laughs> he would just say to like cast and crew members, he would just go ah! <laughs> to the point where the writers of the movie. Put that in the movie. It's all he says in the movie is this act, uh, like, like where he just. Everything you're saying makes me want to watch it more. <laughs> no, I know it's gonna. It'll. It... <laughs> like, there's there's one scene in particular I recall where they're like sitting on these like chairs like out by a pool I believe, but it's like it's clearly like a very like sunny like summery day, but they're wearing like um, hoods over top of them because there's something mystical or some some bullshit and it's just like paul and peter are saying just like like you know we need to go get the crystal i i forget and then it just like cuts to like ace and he just "Ah!" (laughs) and i must have watched that a dozen times straight when i when i first saw it that's amazing i love it (laughs) yeah so anyway, that's a, just for a little bit of context. That's going on in the world of Kiss. That's like five five months prior, they had this movie uh, come out. Um, 
and even though these albums were successful, Ace is being by far the most successful. And mm-hmm. um, even though I think Jeans charted higher, um, but uh, New York Groove by Ace is is certainly the uh, mm-hmm. yeah the, the, this... one, the, the, the one that like towers like above above them all. And we talked a little bit about what we wanted to talk about about this album before the show, and it's something that that we're aware of of trying not to just like just go song by song just being like this sucked i hated it this sucked so i uh, in that vein almost don't have anything more to say about this album i did not like it yeah i really hated it too there's um, a co- there's a couple songs that are worth listening to like yeah like this one tunnel of love it's got some pretty like gross implications to it you know tunnel love yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not exactly the uh bruce springsteen uh song tunnel of love there's mm-hmm. like there's something far more sinister uh, behind behind these lyrics yeah there's there's no getting out <laughs> totally yeah but i i would say like radioactive and see you in your dreams and then just listening to wish upon a star just for the batshit insanity of it it's just, the fact that that exists is, you know, mind-boggling. Yeah. It can be hard listening to three Gene songs on an album, let yeah. alone 11. So, okay. So, obviously, this um, is Gene's original solo album. Now, it wouldn't be until 2004 when Gene would release another solo album. Mm-hmm. The album titled, uh, cleverly, uh, Asshole. Um, which... Um, I've been subjected to recently <laughs> um, a lot, um, and it's utterly insane. And yet again, has like a lot of like weird like funk stuff at times, like, like Beatles, but then like also has like shithead like bro rock stuff on it too, mm. like the title track. I don't know. We will cover it one day, uh-huh. and um, if you hated this, you will fucking despise. <laughs> asshole <laughs> once again gene come on, the show. come on the show we would love to have you on we'd love to pick your brain god no i don't <laughs> i want ace on i want ace to come I on want ace. i would i would way rather have like well not 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 over ace but like i i want paul over over gene you know I think, oh yeah i think i think paul shithead that he is i think at least has like a conscience mm-hmm. i don't think gene simmons does I I think he's a sociopath. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, Gene isn't spending his days like painting and in, in self-reflection. Whereas like Paul seems Paul's a painter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he just a couple months ago he had like a whole, had a whole exhibit up of his work. Right. Like at a gallery. Yeah. Like I can't imagine wanting to look at that, but it, but good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a segment on like a on a, like a morning news show where he was on talking about it. <laughs> Right, because life is a fucking nightmare. Because <laughs> I'm living in a constant state of sadness. Totally. Uh, um, are we done with this? Well, I just have one question to ask you. Go ahead. What's your Kiss Army status? <laughs> Fuck. Oh God, it's 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 worse than ever. Um, it's it, it, okay. It's simultaneously like this. Like, this album is so hard to, to mm-hmm. like. I just, I just, I, I really despised it. Um, 
but at the same time, I've recently like discovered um, some some other Kiss stuff that's been like a huge hit, and it's gonna be it's gonna be the next assignment. I won't be assigning it on this mm-hmm. album, but it's and uh, it's it's gonna be a big deal when when we get into it. Truly, one of like the greatest unearthings of um, of trash I've ever uh, <laughs> come, ac- come so across. Did we get did we get a, a first year status? You said it was maybe worse than it's ever been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come like like by like plumbing the depths and like listening to this and asshole and like everything else. It's just uh, I haven't even been able to bring myself to listen to Peter's album yet because that's the next assignment. Yeah, and I can't. <laughs> also, because I know for a fact it's going to be worse yeah. too. Like it's it's widely known as yeah. the as the. I have a feeling I'm gonna more than anything resent you for making me listen to that i've gone on record saying peter is my favorite original member yeah and yeah. uh but uh peter chris cook oh finally got it out i'll take that i've been holding on to that for a while where i like realized like oh yeah i've got something that could humiliate chris uh my status yes please how are you how are you doing man uh well i'd like to imagine like in some sort of world at like when they're trying to draft people or like at army recruitment places, they'll have generals will show up or, or commanders in the army will show up. And this album is like the kiss army brought one of their generals forward (laughs) Uh and he proceeded to just shit all over my face. (laughs) Like where he's like shattered your belief in anything. And like, like like you used to be like ready to fight and like, go, go go to the front lines. And in the seventies, like I'm like, I think I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to join up. And then General Simmons shows up. <laughs> Just takes a steaming dump on your on yeah. your your fandom, their legacy. Yeah. Meanwhile, at at the end of the album, I'm just left crying listening to yeah. When You Wish Upon a Star. <laughs> like again, it can't be overstated. Like we were gonna fucking plow through all four of those straight and we're just not going to like no. like, like we like I, like, like, I'll... like we don't want to go through that and folks you don't you don't want to do that no. but then again if these solo albums are your favorite things in the world let us know i want to know they absolutely are to some people i know and i just like okay okay i guess you know what before we get completely off of it um those covers for each album, those are iconic, you know? Yeah. Like, they're they're great paintings, you know? Like, each member has, like, their own, like, color. Like, mm-hmm. Gene is red, Peter is green, um, Paul is purple, and I believe uh, Ace is blue. Mm-hmm. So the graphic designers were great. Yeah. You know, that's one shining moment. <laughs> the guys that didn't get paid enough to do it got, were the best parts of it. God, we're not getting paid at all, and we should be for this. Um, <sighs> anyway, so Gene Simmons, 1978. We're out. Oh, my God. We're I, we're, oh, the we're, one thing we're I freed from the this. We're not free yet. Apple Music that I have it the the Gene Simmons album was on it but could not download i could only stream it through apple music huh. so it was a secret blessing i was going to say that it's i couldn't like, it's, take it with me yeah like i had to be at home or somewhere with wi-fi to listen to it like like i'm helping you more than you'll ever know mm-hmm. thanks gene <laughs> yes come on the show gene that's going to be our discussion of uh 
Gene Simmons' 1978 solo record, um, Burn in Hell. <laughs> um now, uh, it's time for something that I have missed in my life over these last couple months and something I, I certainly need some kind of joy uh, today, and uh, mm-hmm. that would be a segment called The Chris Kiss Quote. All right, here we go. Before a show, you might have aches or pains, or it's a bad rainy day, or it's too humid. We all complain about stuff, but, ellipses, how do I put this poetically? Once it's the roar of the crowd and the smell of the grease paint, forget it. Once the adrenaline kicks in and your chest expands, you forget about all that. Mm-hmm. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> you want to read, read, read his complaints? Aches or pains or a rainy day or it's too humid? <laughs> We all complain about. We stuff. all complain about the humidity. That's my favorite. We all, that's we my... all live in South Florida. And we're all seventy-five years old. Yeah, this is obviously Gene. Yes, but I I just liked it because it it touched me with the aches and pains that I had before my show, oh, wow. and then I was able yeah. to go on stage. That Gene really summed it up quite po- poetically. There, that was poetic. I'm glad that he he made sure to like call what he was saying poetry. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It's like, I love he just stops. And he's like, I have to make this poetic, and then he just—it's not poetic. It's, it's, it's not even like it's just straight prose. It's headache-inducing. <laughs> anyway, oh, can we get? Can yeah. we go straight to your beautiful <laughs> yeah. segment? Yeah. Now this isn't going to be headache-inducing at all. This is the people let me get this off my chest tribute. Here's track thirty-one. Back to Richmond. Sounds so sincere to the bottom of my heart. <laughs> oh, please tell us. I've always found that so weird. The rock and roll kiss army. Feels like it'll never end, right? Well, Richmond, you kept your end of the bargain. I'm coming out to see my people. 
I'll tell you one thing. It is nice to hear Paul's voice. After, yeah. That was actually something that I that I, I truly contemplated, actually. It was like, huh, maybe haven't appreciated Paul as much by having to endure Gene for an entire album. You know, like... Mm-hmm. It, we're not we're not getting like the breaks. Yeah, you we, know? we but, spend so much time shitting on Gene all the time. We n- are not taking time to, to praise pr- Paul. appreciate Paul. Yes, yeah. Well, and that's why that segment exists. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Paul, we'd love you on the show. <laughs> we genuinely have pretty positive things to say about you. That there's, you know, your band has gone into some strange places, but come on the show. We'll talk <laughs> about it. Yep. Some, yeah. One member has to end up on the show eventually, right? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll, Whatever. F- we'll find somebody that, like, held their guitar during a sound check or something. Totally. Let's get Bruce Kulik on the show. <laughs> uh, so, uh, because I've already assigned um, Peter Chris's 1978 solo album as our next one, I'm not going to bother giving a new Kiss My Assignment. Just, you know, there's enough crap out there. I'm sure you'll stumble into it eventually Mm -hmm. um but of course because we don't want to be totally negative and god knows this was a negative episode so um let's try and find some positivity in in this world um we're gonna give out some recommendations i guess i'll start today um i'm gonna go with a uh I, i alluded to it earlier in in the show um i went to a midnight showing at the arclight uh on sunset in LA and I saw the film Mandy starring Nicolas Cage. I've watched it twice since then. It's <laughs> fucking incredible. Like just the most batshit insane thing where it's like truly like an art house, like horror movie that involves like chainsaw fights and just, you know, Nick Cage, like slamming an entire bottle of vodka that's i've heard just good things about it it's like it's it's awesome um you know expect the unexpected expect weird um but it's just awesome can't can't recommend it enough amazing check out mandy yeah yeah i I believe it's on demand right now if you can't see it in a theater uh yeah great yeah what about you chris i'm gonna go with an an album there uh there's a canadian artist named joe nolan who Mm -hmm. uh he's from Edmonton originally, I think, or he's mostly out in Toronto now, but he has a new record out called Crybaby, and he's um, amazing. His fa- his family is all musicians, like his sister, uh, Jenny Ty, I went to university with, and she's an amazing blues uh, pianist and blues singer. But Joe is, he has some, some blues elements, but it's like, it's he's, he's great. He's a very much kind of like a, with a, there's a Springsteen element to him, like a working oh, class cool. element. And is just this, the, the sound and timbre of his voice is very unique, especially for like a, a younger dude that I just really like it. That's Joe Nolan, Crybaby. Joe Nolan, Crybaby. Excellent. That's, mm-hmm. That sounds great. I will definitely check that out. Awesome. Okay. So before we get out of here, I'm just going to throw out our plugs. Once again, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Talk City, Detroit Talk City pod at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, join our Facebook group. Um, uh, go to the website, DetroitTalkCity.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Scatman Malone. And I'm E.L. Chris Cook, L. Chris Cook. Totally. And so um, I think that's going to do it. Any, anything else? No, man. It's just, it was great to get back in the saddle. Totally, and, yeah. We needed to rip off the Band-Aid and, uh, yeah. you know, and just get get this album over with. I don't and... know what the thing is. I love 
sitting down and doing this podcast to you with you. It's it's <laughs> listening to the album. I just start to fucking dread it. No, I know exactly. And then it's finally like we we like get together and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's why we do it. And that's why we endure this shit. Um, uh, and we're we're gonna. We're gonna Scott, get Scott's working on a surprise on his phone right now. No, it's not. It's not a surprise, but uh, we're gonna get out on this. Uh, remember, uh, that's been us at Detroit Talk City. Remember, it don't mean spit to us. That's a Fox and Crocs production.